Welcome to Living Fullness, a podcast where you're invited to walk with two unusual friends through the ups and downs of the art of friendship. My name is Stina Constantine. My name is Father Sean Burns, and together we explore what it takes to grow real, satisfying friendships, the joys and challenges we face along the way, and of course, becoming a good friend ourselves. We hope by sharing our learning and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Hello everyone and welcome back to Living Fullness. And I know that the, that the last time that you heard me introducing an episode was all really a little bit somber. Uh, and so you might be thinking to yourself, oh no, what's he doing introducing another episode? He shouldn't do that. It's a bad omen. It's okay. It's not a bad omen. In fact, I come bearing some measure of good news. Before I get on to the good news, can I say welcome back to the podcast? And uh, if you're listening in your car, in your home, we hope that you are safe and that you are well, particularly during this uh, this pandemic and this lockdown here in New South Wales. We're praying for you all. So uh, this particular uh, episode is regarding the, uh, the the situation of of Steiner and also some of the some of the the the, the uh, beautiful realities that, that sort of sit around uh, enduring difficult times with God. Uh, so uh, Steiner, the, the last time that we spoke about your situation. Uh, was in regards to a uh, a visa crisis. Could you just give us a, a summary of what has happened prior? Just a reminder for people. Sure, sure. So I guess I found myself in a situation where I'd applied for a graduate visa after having requalified as a social worker. And there was a error made by my educational institution on a paperwork which meant that the Department of Immigration decided I had done the wrong thing and wouldn't be granted the visa. So the only way to sort of rectify that was to go to the tribunal, which I did. And the tribunal, unfortunately, didn't look at the paperwork that was in front of them. So they stuck with the decision, which then meant that I had to go further than that. I had to take it to the federal circuit in order to be able to overturn it. And if I didn't overturn it, I would not be able to stay in Australia anymore. So I found myself essentially facing deportation. Mm. And since then, well, I've had two sets of court dates pushed back. And that was because other than the application to the court, I had also applied for ministerial intervention from the immigration minister. And the immigration minister kept asking for more and more time and more and more paperwork. So that really delayed the process. And then I had my court date pushed back a couple of months, then had it pushed back again. And the court was due to take place uh, next month on the 14th of September of 2021. But the minister actually came through just a couple of days ago. Beautiful. So the minister's come through just a couple of days ago and, and what's he basically said? He's essentially said, here you go, you can have a two-year visa to stay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that gives you two years to sort of figure out what your journey is moving forward in Australia. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So it means I'm not getting kicked out, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, now, among my, my little introduction there, I just sort of jumped straight into so Stina, tell us about the the uh, the the past. What I should have started with was 
how are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you had us started there, we would have jumped straight into, you know, everything that I've just said anyway. So <laughs> 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 it's probably a good thing we just went straight to it. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. It's been a rough few days. My body's still trying to catch up. So I'm a bit on the exhausted end. But yeah, no, I'm doing all right. How are you holding up? Oh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're here at the seminary. So, you know, we've got uh, plenty of toilet paper and. and, uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> I, I don't understand why it's the first thing to go from stores. Uh, but, uh, but look, we're, we're doing okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's such wonderful news that you have a, a, a chance to, to stay here in Australia. It sort of gives a, a bit of a, a bit of an opportunity, I think, to consider what your relationship with God was like during this period of time. Cause you've kind of emerged from this really, what I would imagine is a period of uncertainty Mm. And 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 you now have some measure of certainty, not the level of certainty you would you would like to have by any means, but you've got some measure of certainty, uh, and and you've 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 emerged from from a great space of difficulty. How has God assisted you during that time? Mm. It's been an interesting experience in terms of my relationship with God in this space. It's been. In some some parts of it, it's been quite stable and peaceful. And then in other parts, it's felt more turbulent purely because I've felt anxious. So it's not because he's done something necessarily, just that um, my worry and concern took front stage and it started to make it a little bit more challenging for me to be open and honest and dependent upon God. So that's been interesting. There have been plenty of times where I wrestled with God just because I've I felt this strong call to be here in Australia for mm. so long. Mm. And when this first came about, I the first question I asked God was, okay, <laughs> why? And then the second question I asked was, do you still want me here? Um, and it's okay if you don't want me here. I'm, I'm happy to go wherever you want me to go. I mean, I might be a little bit sad and I might be a little bit concerned, but I'm, I'll, I'll go where you want me to go. Just tell me if you don't want me here. But every every prayer just kept turning up with, I want you here. Just just stay put. Just be patient. Mm. <laughs> I don't understand why all this drama and this chaos if you want me yes. here. Like what's the, so that's been a real wrestle. It's been a real wrestle to try and, and figure out if – if I'm making it up, like, am I the one who wants to be here or is this really, is this really God speaking to my heart saying, yes, no, stay, just, just be patient and, and bear this. So that's been interesting. Um, it has meant growing in deeper trust with him as well. I've used this analogy on the podcast before, so you guys who are, who are listening will be familiar with it. I feel as though this entire t- thing has been a bit of a storm. And um, I resonate with Peter watching Christ on, on the water and wanting to be able to go to him and Christ calling to him and Peter walking out on the water and within moments drowning. <laughs> and um, I've sort of reflected a lot on that. And there have been times where 
I've just been like, Jesus, like, let me come to you. Let me just, <laughs> just, you know, say the word. I can walk on water. I'll come to you. And then there have been moments where I've realized as much as I, I want it, I fear it at the same time. And so, you know, just recognizing that in order to be able to go to him, I need to be able to put my foot on water first of all. And, and that means facing the fact that if I don't stay focused, <laughs> if yeah. I don't trust him, I will fall. And that may not be the end of it because he will, he will catch me and he'll, he'll save me. But, you know, I need to be, I need to be able to face that perhaps I'm not as, not as strong as I thought I was, or I'm not as reliant on him as I thought. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of funny how the difficult times bring to light our, our relationship with God. And, uh, and, and that, that sort of might be something that we can, that we can talk about is that, you know, look, God acts with us in difficulties, but how often, how often are we actually allowing him to act in those, in those difficulties? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, uh, I think certainly in our present, particularly in our present difficulty of COVID-19, New South Wales, Victoria, all being in lockdown, we can kind of talk about, and this goes for any difficult situation, but, uh, we can kind of talk about sort of some aspects of enduring that difficulty where we might sort of we might be tempted to to look at ourselves instead of towards Christ. So um you know one of those things I think is that that there's a difference between loneliness and solitude. Mm. You know, and 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 we sort of I think in difficult situations, we can sometimes look and go, I'm alone. Yeah. I'm alone. Yeah. You know, and and uh, uh, instead of, you know, I'm I'm in a moment of solitude mm. because I know that I'm not alone. Mm. You know, and sometimes sometimes the solitude is 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 made for us. Uh, sometimes it's 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 born out of something that, you know, God may not have actively willed, but God's going to use that solitude for great things because he's always with us. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 And there's a big difference between truly being alone, which we never are, we're never mm. truly alone, and feeling like we're alone. Yeah. Um and I guess it, the the whole idea of loneliness comes from that feeling as though there is no one else that we're in this yeah, completely true. on our own. Whereas solitude is more about the experience of being alone insofar as perhaps there is no other neighbor that is going through this exact circumstance, but we're alone mm. with God. It's not, it's not a complete aloneness. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Similarly, there, there, there can be a, a, a sort of a temptation to rely on ourselves during moments of despondency and difficulty. Yeah. There, there can be sort of a, um, uh, kind of a, a forgive me for using a bit of a fancy word here, uh, but uh, a, a what we would call a Pelagian tendency, uh, which is after a guy named Pelagius in the early church, and what Pelagius said was that we can pull ourselves up to heaven by our own bootstraps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and you know we we can do it. We can save ourselves, and and 
that's just not the case. Mm. You know, we, we, we can't do that. And so self-reliance kind of has to give way towards a, a dependence. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and that resonates. I was about to say, that sounds like something that you've learnt or been learning. Learning, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That resonates really strongly because even in that, that example of being in the boat and stepping out and um, wanting to be able to walk on water to get to Christ, even in elements of that, it's very much uh, my ability and, yeah. you know, my ability to be able to walk on water, which is a load of garbage. Like, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to walk on water. <laughs> what? <laughs> If I'm going to walk on water, it's only because God wants it to happen and makes it happen. <laughs> it's not It's not my doing at all. So it's just coming to recognize that that self-reliance it means nothing, like <laughs> nothing in comparison to being uh, dependent upon God. And, and any, any form of reliance that we think we have of our own really is only by the grace of God anyway. So <laughs> That's right. So exactly. it's that. Exactly. But also it's yeah. the reliance um, or the, the willingness to open ourselves up to another as well, to our neighbor. There is a difference between journeying this thing alone with God and being able to open up and depend upon the people around us and allow them yeah. to support us when we need to as well. There's a, a joke that I think every single priest tells at some point in his ministerial life, mm-hmm. uh, which is that there's a guy who uh, he's drowning at sea and um, he calls out, God, help me. And, and, and God's like, okay. So he sends him a, a guy on a surfboard and they go, Hey, hop onto my surfboard. I'll save you. No, no, no. I've asked God to help me. He'll save me. And the surfer's like, Oh, okay. And then, uh, you know, he sends a boat along. And and God sends a boat to him, and he's like, "No, God will save me." And the people in the boat are like, "All right." <laughs> and then God sends a helicopter, you know, and 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 he's like, "Come on, we'll, we'll pick you up, we'll save you." And no, God's going to save me, and off goes the helicopter. So the man drowns, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and then he reaches the pearly gates, and he speaks to God, and he's like, "Well, hang on a second, God, I called out for help, and you didn't save me." And God <laughs> says to him, "I sent you a surfer, a boat." And a helicopter. What more did you want from me? <laughs> yeah. Well, in in you know, it's such a trite joke. It's like mm. a Hallmark card joke, but it, it bears a, a, a an element of truth, which is that God uses others in order to convey His presence and will. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and I think sometimes we go, no, look, God's going to get me through this, and in fact. What we actually mean when we say that sometimes is, "I'm going to get me through." This. Yeah, that's right. Because who ends up who ends up being the powerful, almighty God there? You know, the right. the God who actually sends what we need and we refuse to cooperate, or or do we place ourselves in a in a position of, "Oh no no no, it's going to happen the way I think it's going to happen." <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Spot on. Spot on. And this sort of brings an interesting point that. Um, you know, particularly um, during pandemic mode that we're presently in, friendships take on a different mode. You know, like we we, we can't be uh, physically close to each other. We can't be in the same room as one another unless we're living in the same household. Uh, and and so, friendship in a certain sense that that the, the connection that's required takes a little bit more effort, uh, and 
I think that the perhaps a, a a temptation is during these times is to think, oh look, it's 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 too hard to do that at the moment. Let's instead just wait till this whole thing is over. Yeah. Wait till this whole pandemic is over and then we'll reconnect. I think I think that's somewhat of a mistake. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that Connection, particularly in the midst of difficulty, connection is really, really important. Mm. Uh, we can't, we can't ignore uh, the relationships that God has given us during during difficult times. Yeah, yeah. And on the Living Fullness podcast, we've used, um, you know, symbolisms, if you like, and imagery, um, you know, of a, of a living, a living thing. So we've we've often used, you know, plants in our in our guest interviews, but really it's to, it's to demonstrate that friendships need to be nourished. They need good soil and they need good water and they need good sunlight. And just because we're in a pandemic doesn't mean that we get to put pause on those relationships because what happens if you do that, you've actually essentially discarded it. You've left it alone and you can't then expect in two or three months time when we come out of, of this space to then rekindle it because it could very well be dead by then. Right, 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 too right, too right, yeah, yeah. So, look, th- those are some, some thoughts on, on uh, God acting in difficult circumstances. Stina, in a certain sense, we've both kind of entered a new season of life. Mm. Uh, you've had a new lease on life in terms of, of your time here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Are there any future endeavours that are, are on the horizon? Well, I guess um, for the moment, I'm going to just take a couple of days to pause and just to re- <laughs> recalibrate, I think. I think I need to listen to my body when it says it's tired and I need to give it yep. the, the rest that it needs. But um, I am conscious. I'm conscious of the fact that uh, I only have two years on this visa and mm. some of these visas take about 18 months to process and um, and for yep. some of that, I'll be on a different bridging visa that'll allow me to stay. And for parts of that, that won't be the case. So I know that time is not exactly on my side. So I am conscious yeah. of that and I need to find other options. The visa yeah. that I would have gone for no longer exists. So mm. <laughs> that puts another mm. another challenge in the way. There's a few other visas that are currently closed, which may or may not be due to COVID. So that, again, yeah. puts another challenge. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, there's there's still a bit to be worked out before I'm actually secure and my stay in Australia yeah. is secure. Yeah. Um, but you never know what the good Lord has in mind. Perhaps that's the right. you know the be here and stay is not a permanent be here and stay. Perhaps that's only a be here and stay for the next little while. So it's just that newness of surrender again. Yeah, and just trusting that that He knows what He's doing. And um, my role is to just sort of cooperate and, and watch that unfold. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Padre? You've got some um, exciting new endeavours too. I do. I do. Uh, so the Bishop of Wagga, Bishop Mark Edwards, has asked me to uh, to be the administrator of the parish of Narandra, mm-hmm. uh, which is, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a, a six-year appointment with... Um, uh, the first year being as administrator, just in case I'm a complete and total wreck as a parish priest. <laughs> and, uh, and so, <laughs> so the people of Narandra, please go easy on him for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
is a little nervous. Uh, no, I, I, I jest about that. It's to, it's to sort of give you a bit of space to learn how to be a parish priest mm. and, and, and figure out what you're doing. And, and then um, uh, after, uh, after that year of administration, I'll, I'll be appointed as parish priest. Uh, of the the parish of Narandra, so mm. so uh, wonderful. So yes, and yes, you've already built up some relationships there in Narandra, haven't you? So you're familiar with have, some of the I have. So uh, so there's already some relationships there. I'm I'm on pretty good terms with one of the school principals, and I'm I'm because they have a co-principalship there, and uh, so I'm on good terms with one of the the um, co-principals there, and. I've already supplied at the parish a lot because Father Rafter, who's coming here to the seminary, he's replacing me. He's the present uh, parish priest of Narandra. Right. So, uh, or administrator of Narandra. So right. he will come and and uh, replace me, and I will go and replace him. <laughs> well, that's so a nice switch, Bishop. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very good little switch, and um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll still be teaching here at the seminary. I'll still be doing some some uh, some courses with the, the for the students. But aside from that, my my life is now heading towards a parish ministry, and yeah. that's very exciting. Yeah. Do you have anything in particular that you're looking forward to the most? Um, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> so I much. I haven't. I haven't sort of. Um, I guess the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is getting to once again be in a parish setting mm. and work with people. Mm. And and I mean, not that seminarians aren't people, obviously. <laughs> obviously, they are people. But, but poor seminarians. Right now, right now, I'm sure there's a hashtag trending. Seminarians <laughs> are people too. Uh, so. <laughs> so um, uh, yes, so so there's a, a new um, there's, there's there's a new opportunity to to sort of go back into the the, the space that I love, which is parish ministry, mm. and to um, to work with parishioners uh, to do things like you know teaching people how to pray, like doing doing stuff like that, and 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 running catechesis nights, and 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 getting a parish excited about inviting people into a parish setting so that we don't just maintain what's there but we actually go out and invite people to come in and at the end of six years i'd love to think that the parish is alive and popping (laughs) 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 so so yeah yeah Yeah, that's 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 what's exciting Mm. yeah um um so yes, that brings us to uh, truth, beauty, and goodness. Yeah, for me, um, the truth, beauty, and goodness in this moment is partly just recognizing the frailty of human beings, um, mm. and that you know that every person has a limit, and just being appreciative of the limit that I have reached, and recognizing what needs to be done now in order to recharge and recalibrate. And that in itself is quite beautiful. And so I'm really grateful for this space that I have at the moment to just just breathe for a little bit mm. Um, mm. That and just giving myself permission to do so as well uh, yeah. where things have been quite hectic and I've used the analogy of running a marathon where I thought I was finishing the race and then they told me that you know, I have to run again and 
didn't think I had the energy for it. So I had to find the energy to go and then it happened again. So just recognizing that when you've prepared for one thing, but you've had to do so much more <laughs> than what you're prepared yep. for takes yep. its toll. Yep. So it's yeah, okay to stop. My work, <laughs> for sure, for yeah. sure. What yep. about you? Yep. For me, it's it's the seminarian's reaction to clergy moves. Oh, really? Yeah, they've been really funny. They've they've oh. so, I mean, they started a betting pool for a start. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? As in, who's <laughs> going like, where? Like kind taking of? bets, and they're like, oh, "This one's going here. This oh, one's wow. going there." And uh, <laughs> so, uh, where did they think uh, you were going? But, uh, well, they 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 narrowed it down to either Lockhart or Narendra. I thought, Ooh, that's pretty good. Well that's done. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but they were completely off on others. So, okay. uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, uh, but it was, it was just, uh, it was so interesting to see how excited they were, not just at the, 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 the prospect of, oh, I bet I guess, guess this correctly. But but they were excited to see where their formators were going. Oh. Um, you know they 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 know there's this change of guard coming in, mm. uh, and it's and it's a complete change of guard. Mm. You know? And they want to know well where are the formators that I've known for the last you know seven years? Where are these guys going? And and. There's a real sense of love that's yeah. in that. And it was so lovely to see. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a, a real investment in the relationships that they've made and, and a desire so. to know that. I think so. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for all the jokes that you crack about the seminarians, they sound pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, look, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He won't say it. I just did though. <laughs> Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I guess um, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Living Fullness. Um, we will be switching gears a little in future episodes and um, as we dive a bit deeper into certain things, we'll continue having some guests come on board as well. But if you want to see our podcast continue, please jump over to our Patreon page and become a patron. We do need the financial support to be able to continue doing this podcast. And I'm sure you can hear from this episode too that we've had to switch up the way that we record our episodes. So we would be really appreciative of, of any help that you can you can give us but uh, know too that we'll be giving you some behind the scenes um, chats that we have where ordinarily we wouldn't let a camera <laughs> into those conversations <laughs> they're pretty raw and rough uh, we also have some bloopers and um, we've got a, um, a pretty fun mug that's coming out too so some merch coming out as well and we'll show you that in our in our video episode that we do and so yeah make sure that you jump over and check that out but as always you can always find us on social media too living fullness on instagram or virtue ministry on facebook uh, we'd love to know what you think so come and have a chat to us if um well i suppose not at the moment you won't be seeing us out and about, but <laughs> send us a message <laughs> oh, but yeah until next time of our love and praise god bless